Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're in a space where you're just messing around and things are not serious, that's cool, man. I've got nothing against that. But just be honest and transparent about but it. But what if the sex is so good that you want to just keep milking the relationship? Man, good to see you. Hey, good to see you, man. How have you been? <laughs> good to see you is the most valuable phrase in Los Angeles, fact, because you meet so many people, right? It's hard to remember who you met, who you maybe saw somewhere like five years ago. So instead of saying good to meet you, it's always good to see you. Yeah, it's the classic cop out, too. If you forget someone's name, they're like, hey, Spencer, how's it going? You're like, uh, oh, good to see good you, to man. See you. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, watching, uh, subscribing. If you're not subscribed, make sure to do so wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. We do an audio-only Q&A with the guests. It's an extended special version only on the iTunes and Spotify. So hit that subscribe button. Keep leaving that feedback. We know you love, we know we, we know we love you guys listening to love this fuck. I'm going to introduce our guest. He's a special one, ladies and gentlemen. He is a former monk with over 20 million followers. He's got 4 billion views. He was in Forbes 30 under 30 and has set out on a mission to make wisdom go viral. He's also invented the cannonball. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jay Shetty. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank What's up, Jay? Very kind. I've got to pop these up. Yes, yep. sir. Cannonball, what a phenomenal invention! <laughs> Very important. Thank you for the kind introduction. Of man. course, dude. Thanks for being awesome. Ah, thank you. Um, you you live in LA? Yeah, I just moved here eight months ago. Oh, congratulations! So I'm new. Man. So yeah, you're sort of new. I'm still using it. Have you said good to see you often? I've seen good to see you to a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying it to me too. And now that you've shared that, I kind of feel like yeah, kind of kind of used a little bit. Ah. Yeah, I feel used. Yeah. yeah, I feel like people don't know my name. I feel like people <laughs> genuinely mean it when they. Say it to you though, like uh, Jay. Good to see you. I hope so. Because it's like I'm looking at you now, and it's good to see you. You got beautiful eyes, dude. His I eyes are mesmerizing. I wasn't expecting man. that from you, but I appreciate. No, it. No, uh, thanks, bro. Look, at, I I pulled up this picture here actually, just so I could point <laughs> out your eyes. Look at these fucking eyes. They're look, real. They're real. No lenses. Look at this guy, bro. You're like a <laughs> Indian creamsicle, bro. Oh, thanks, it's man. like watching a movie, but it's just eyes. <laughs> Exactly you guys thoughts. are nice. I remember when I was young, everyone would be like, you look like an alien or a cat. Nah, but it's good now. You look like an yeah. Indian angel. Indian angel, okay. Yeah. Like you could do no wrong. Did you grow <laughs> Did you grow into the eyes? Were the eyes a bit scary when you were younger? Well, I grew up overweight. So really? So at that time, the eyes were the only thing people noticed. People were like, oh, the only thing you've got going for you is your eyes. Damn. Wow. So that you was pretty tough. I, so in doing my research um, on you, uh, I, I did read that you, you grew up overweight and you often got bullied, yeah? Yeah, a lot. So did that um did that contribute to what you do now your profession on uh and I'm not sure you know when I went through it when I was young when I was bullied and I think everyone goes through it in different ways mine was for being overweight and I grew up in an area that was somewhat racist too so I had that experience growing up in London but for me it just made me know who my real friends were like the best yeah. thing about it was like I knew who really was on my side and who wasn't so for me it just drew a clear straight line between who I knew had my back and who didn't and I loved that separation okay. so I kind of didn't let it get to me 
that seems like a seems like a perspective thing. Okay. Because uh when you're young, I mean who who's trying to fake to be your friend, you know? Yeah. I see it now and I'm sure you do too. And I, I actually have a, a question here. I was gonna ask. Um, when it comes to human interactions, like how can you tell who your real friends are? And yeah. when you're young, I feel like it's more obvious. But now that you're grown and me as well, what's the key in identifying who the real ones are in your life? Oh, that's a great question, man. Yeah, I think about that all the time. And I think one of the big ones is people who have no agendas. Like no people who don't want anything from you. You got an agenda, Mike? <laughs> hey, Spence. Not today. You got a just, fucking agenda, Just kind of eating and having this podcast. I have a, by the way, I have a, I have a quick answer on this one that, that I, I think is, is surefire. Ask a bunch of people who you think are your friends to help you move. Yeah? To help you move nice. shit. I like that. <laughs> to only, help you your move shit. only your real friends will help you move to a new apartment because that <laughs> shit sucks, dude. And all your fake friends will be like, oh, you know, my grandmother broke her hip on that Tuesday. And you're like, it didn't even happen yet. So you can just test all your friends now. <laughs> yes. Tell all your friends. Just text everyone. Yeah, and go, I'm moving. moving and see who to, comes exactly. back to you. I love that. That's a great piece of advice. Here's the cop. So here's the thing. If they say yes and they're down to help, like, you've got to move. move you got to find, right find a spy. Yeah. That's true. Act fast. Is that it? Just... No, no, no. I mean, there's a ton more. There's a ton more. That is great, though. I really do like that one. So I, I think the big thing is no agendas, people who don't want anything from you. And I think that only comes out through time. And I think that's the thing. We want to figure out like who our real friends are right now. You're only going to figure out through time. So don't like pressure, don't like pressure all your friends right now to give you like an ultimate answer. I, I think the second one is just around who's there for you when things aren't going right. And I'm sure you've experienced this. I know I've yeah, experienced this yeah, in my yeah. life. It's like when things are going bad, Who's around? Who's still sticking around? Who's still messaging, calling, turning up at your home? Who's there for you when no one else is watching? Right? It's so easy yeah. to be there when everyone's watching. Like on the podcast, it's so easy. Yeah. That gets that gets tricky a little bit in LA with especially with like celebrities because even when things are going bad for Logan Paul, they're still going pretty fucking good, bro. So it's like it's like you know like it's he still has to ask that question you know like are yeah. these people coming in at what seems like an opportune time you know so yeah uh, but for the most part I, I agree with that completely yeah absolutely yeah yeah when um I, i've said this before publicly but when everything happened uh with uh the japan incident about a year and a half ago i was surprised at how many people did reach out and and was surprised at how much love and support i got versus people trying to distance distance themselves and stray away from me um, hopefully, That's awesome, hopefully it's not the reason you said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, but, but, sure. but maybe it is, but, um, yeah, it, it was a, a quick way to, to, uh, weed out the week is what I like to say when, yeah. when we when cut, cut ties or whatever it is, um, that's awesome. I feel like I've surrounded myself with a good group of people. What do you think? That's nice, man. Yeah. Everyone's been nice to me today. <laughs> so far. <laughs> What's that tattoo on your neck? It's a microphone. So this was the logo of the magazine of the Source magazine in the 1990s. Oh, I was yeah. a huge hip hop and spoken word fan. So gotcha. I did a lot of spoken word growing rock, up. Rock hence, the mic. My work's very inspired by rap and poetry and spoken word. That's awesome. Hence, there's a lot of lazy rhymes in a lot of my videos. But yeah, that was that. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're not lazy. You do you do, do a lot of wordplay. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> I, I watched I watched a ton of your videos this morning, and I want to like relay one. I think I go on. This would be impressive. No, uh, we spend more time obsessed with things and not in love with people when we should be in love with people and in love with things. I don't know. You do it better, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. But it was yeah, on, no, it was on the way. I'm a huge huge fan of rap, hip hop music. That M inspired Eminem. Eminem. I've got a big poster still now of Eminem on my wall because I got through my teens writing a lot. You ever tried rapping? Yeah. Uh, a little bit. 
A little bit. Oh, oh. Spit something. Oh, wow. This is like putting me on the spot. <laughs> Do you have I was like about a, to roll with it. But you, no. Keep it going, dude. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song of Eminem's that like really Ooh, inspired you? Probably The Way I Am. Oh, oh yeah. The That's Way I Am, one. if you remember it. The Way one. I Am. It was so real. It was amazing. Yeah. If, you, if, if you had uh, true rapping talent, and again, we, did, we don't know because yeah. we never got to see, but yeah. would you have become a rapper? Like Ooh. an inspirational, motivational rapper. That would be a cool idea. Maybe we should there. figure that out. Yeah. That would be fun. Maybe I should get some skills. Who knows, dude? Make it happen. Who knows? Who knows? It'd be amazing. Yo, did you do something with my brother? No, I haven't yet. Really? Yeah, no, I'd love to, though. I thought you guys have. No. When did you start your uh, your uh, ascent on the internet? So I released my first video three years ago, 2016, Jan 3rd. Damn. Yeah, that was damn. the first time I released a video that is, ever. That is quick. Yeah, Even. it was crazy, man. It's been an insane three years. And I only started working on my channels because at that time I was creating a lot of content for HuffPost. So all my content was on their channel. Mm. So I launched my channels 2017 March. So it's been two years. Yeah, and Ar Ariana seems to love you. She's yeah, not Grande. Quite, now yeah. when you say Ariana, everyone thinks Grande, but it's not. <laughs> Me it's on Ariana the brand Huffington. side. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Just put it out there, Ariana yeah. Huffington. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully Ariana Grande one day will watch my videos too, but Ariana Huffington, if people still know Huffington Post. Yeah, yeah huge, amazing, amazing woman was really integral in having my initial launch happen in 2016. Yep. When, you, when you started putting videos out, I feel like everybody was like, who is this guy? How does he, how does he put together these, these messages? These are amazing. Um, what was the process like? And we might dive into the actual monkhood, but what was the process like integrating with society again? Like, how oh, did you come back in? It was so hard. I came back in 2013 and I'm a huge football fan, soccer fan. I didn't know who'd won the World Cup. I didn't know who the president or the prime minister was. Like, I didn't, I'd lost touch with a ton of stuff. So you were stuff. tuned out completely. I, was, I thought I'd kept in touch with the real world and I thought I was in tune, but I'd lost touch. Like, you know, you're living in another country, you're in seclusion, you're meditating a lot, you're doing work in that world and you completely disconnect. So when I came back, I literally spent 10 months trying to figure out how I was going to reintegrate. And one of the biggest things was I used to go to the library a lot and read. So I spent a ton of time like catching up on books. I also spent a lot ton of time catching up on movies and TV shows. So I watched How, you, How I Met Your Mother in 2013, <laughs> which is very late, but I got to binge watch Phenomenal the whole show. season. There you go. Uh, Prison Break, I, I went back to because that was something I left a long time ago. So I was like catching up with TV shows, catching up with movies, catching up with sports, just to figure out where the world had gone. And 2010 to 2013 were pretty defining years. Yeah, like yeah. YouTube blew up, the iPhone blew up, like so many things happened at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh my God, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even have a social media. Account. Did you have a cell phone? Uh, I, not when I lived as a monk. And before for, that- For three years? Yeah. Logan, no. Logan can't handle that one, bro. <laughs> That's blown his mind. I will have you know. <laughs> I, I didn't get a cell phone until I was a senior in high school. It was an NV2. So oh, wow. okay. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> nah, it's like, yeah. I was late to the game as well, but- um, and, and I graduated 2013, so I probably got a cell phone the same time you got a cell phone. Oh, wow. Wow. So we're twins. It's like two monks. Yeah, it's together. like two monks. Yeah. So similar. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, ha, ha, ha. We're funny. We're laughing. It's all jokes, right? right. But, okay. but I have a premonition that when I'm older and retired, I'm going to move to China and wear a monk outfit climb to the highest mountain I could find and just live a, a peaceful life at the top of a mountain. Wow. Okay. With, okay. with the, the goats. Is that Dude, I've always felt it. I don't know what it is, but I feel like you're going to be like Will Smith. You're going to hit your like 40s, 50s, and just be this dude that's crushing it, just spreading love and positivity. Bro, because that's what it's about. I want to be Jay Shetty when I'm older. <laughs> 
Oh, I wish I was you when I was younger. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's tight. So, I mean, why did you get into uh, being a monk? How does that even come about? Yeah, it's crazy, man. So I never grew up religious or spiritual or inclined at all. I was totally what you expect any teen in London to be. I was doing everything, drugs, sleeping around multiple relationships, trying to make money, doing everything that you expect. And then every week I'd go to hear a speaker at my university. So where I was studying, they'd always have celebrities, entrepreneurs, influencers at that time coming to speak. And I used to love rags to riches stories. Like I loved hearing about people who went from nothing to something. I was always fascinated. So anyway, one week I found out that a monk was invited to speak. And I was like, I don't want to go. Who wants to go listen to a monk speak? Yeah. And my friends, one of my friends was really into monks at the time. And he was just like, no, you got to come. And I was like, I'll come if, as long as we go to a bar afterwards. And he was like, yeah, sure. So that <laughs> was like, like my in. I was like, I'm only coming if we're going out afterwards. And he was like, yeah, we'll definitely go out afterwards. So I turn up and here's this guy. He's Indian. He's dressed in robes. He's got an Indian accent. None of which is impressive to me at the time. I born and raised in London. But when he starts speaking, I'm like totally captivated. And I'm just like, wow, like this guy knows so much. He's so wise. He's happy. He looks like he's living a meaningful life. And I was just like, what does he have that everyone I've met? Like I've met people with money. I've met people with homes. I've met people with great faces and abs and all the rest of it. I've met people with beautiful partners. Like what does this guy have? And I realized what he had was he has happiness. Like he was happy. Yeah. Were you unhappy? I wasn't. I was like at a place where I had access to a lot of stuff going mm. for me in my life at that age, at like 18. And I was like, things are going for me. I was like about to go off and work for a huge organization. I was making enough money. I had a great looking girlfriend and all the rest of it. Like everything was going in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, this guy made me believe that there was more than that. And I was like, wow. Was there, was there like one thing that he said that really stuck out to you? Because I, I, I got a chance, ironically, to meditate with Deepak. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deepak's a friend. Oh, yeah, awesome. he's awesome. Oh, and, cool. I, and I saw the same kind of things. And I saw this like inner peace that is so visible when you, when you watch him and when you kind of spend time with him. But, but when I left, I, I don't think I... I wasn't inspired to become a monk Got and it. I wasn't inspired Got to become it. like a, I, I loved it. And I still from time to time practice meditation with these guys. But oh, um, wow. was it something that, that was said or that he showed specifically that made you think like, wow, this is the route to inner peace and happiness. Yeah. Well, I found out afterwards that he gave up jobs at Google and Microsoft to be a monk. Yeah. And what he was talking about was the best use of your talents is when you use them to help other people. So when you use whatever talent you have to serve other people, to make a difference in people's lives, whether it's making people laugh, whether it's making people smile, whether it's moving people emotionally, or whether it's doing charity work. I heard you're doing a charity ride yeah. Yeah. in London, yep. which is yep. awesome. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. hear all about it. Like, when, hey, When's that coming, by the way? Uh, it's in the works. Right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Maybe we'll see you out there. Maybe we'll get you involved. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome, man. I'd love to, yeah. genuinely. Genuinely, yeah. seeing as it's where I grew up. So he was saying that when you use what you have to help other people, that's when you're going to find happiness. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that before mm. because everyone's always talking about getting. And this yeah. guy's talking about giving. So I spent from 18 to 22, aged 18 to 22, I spent every summer holiday, half of it in bars, steakhouses, clubs, living the life in London, interning at some of the biggest finance organizations, and then spending the other half living in India as a monk. So I basically was testing both lifestyles wow. to the extreme at that time. And I consider myself an extreme experimenter. And that was one of the most extreme experiments I've ever done. Where literally like six weeks, I'd be living the high life in London and six weeks I'd be sleeping on the floor and waking up at 4am every day. And did, that convinced me yeah. that monk life was good for me. Did you ever, uh, 
That's crazy to be going back and forth like that. Did did you ever uh, did you ever meet the guys or do you know anything about the guys from Headspace? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so I never uh, met them. I know Andy Puttycomb. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Great. His guy. story yeah. is intense. Like the, he went through all of that terrible, terrible like heartache and tre- what was it? his sister died, Something and his like wife that. or his fiance broke up with him, whatever. And he gave up a very similar trajectory to to success he was like a huge agency guy right mm-hmm. in london i think right yeah. and he became a he became a monk as well yeah, he right did. he did absolutely and then and then launched headspace which is now one of the most you know successful mindfulness apps it's crazy yeah. to see the similarities between your story and uh it's just insane yeah it's a crazy absolutely. story are you uh would you say you're an extremist i i believe so i believe so when i get into something i'm all in like i fall in love with it. i get addicted can absorbed. that ever be a bad thing of course oh it can. God, yeah. yeah, it depends what you're addicted to mm. and absorbed to. So at that time, I was addicted to testing two different lifestyles. One was breaking me, one was building me. And so, yeah, it depends what you're addicted and absorbed to. So, the quality of being addicted is awesome. It's what you're yeah. addicted to that's the challenge. Very mm. true. Yeah. Very true. That's a, that's a dope, very accurate soundbite that I agree with. Yeah, yep. I, like, I'm addicted to content creating, but there me was a too. time in my life where I was uh, addicted to video games. Wrestling. I played World of Warcraft and it was <laughs> it was horrible. I, no, seriously, I would sit at my computer and I got kicked out of my guild one time and I was crying on the floor. And you're still really bad at video games. Uh, hold on. A second. <laughs> I, I, I am a that. very good builder in Fortnite. <laughs> Spencer's the shooter, though. <laughs> yeah, he, my boy's got lasers. Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> so, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like uh, at the time you saw that monk speak, would you have considered yourself um, in a rut or unsure of what is to come in life? And then you took a big step to make something happen. A lot of people are afraid to make that big step, afraid to jump into three years of monkhood. If you're uh, a kid in Kansas and you're uns- you're 18, you're unsure um, what's to come in life and maybe you're feeling a bit down, un- uh, questionable about your future, what would you recommend? My biggest recommendation would be experiment with a ton of stuff. You don't need <laughs> to go do something for three years. Yeah. You can do it for three days. Mm. But just go and experiment with everything. Like we've got access to everything now. You could experiment with meditation. You could experiment shadowing an entrepreneur. You could experiment with making content you could experiment with anything and because we don't experiment with enough stuff we don't know that's why we feel unsure that's why we feel insecure so my number one advice would be go experiment with whatever excites you or what scares you either do both i completely agree that's that's like one of my biggest pieces of advice and i talked to he's heard me say it a million times i when i was coming out of an addiction that i dealt with for years in my life um the first things i the first things i started to do was I, I bought a, I saw these things flying around the sky. They were DJI phantom ones and like two people had them like, and I'm like, yo, I want one of those. And I got, it. I started uh, taking video before you knew it. I was hired to shoot weddings and I was doing drone nice. flyovers at weddings. And then I bought a Canon. What were you going to tell us? Can- this? <laughs> All of this stuff. You can fly and drones. Drones. Yeah. <laughs> I had a DJI phantom one, a phantom Amazing. two. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, and then I bought a Canon, uh, you know, camera and I started taking pictures and, and before you knew it, like I started building up this catalog of things that I knew how to do and they, they made no sense. They weren't intertwined in any way. And then I started practicing creative writing before you knew it. I knew how to take photos. I knew how to write creatively and then social media hit Absolutely. and they were looking for somebody who could take photos and write creatively. And so it's like, get out there and try stuff that doesn't even make sense. Just anything that makes you happy or feel yeah. any kind of passion. I agree with you so much on that. Yeah, well, your story reminds me of Steve Jobs. Like, just throwing it out there. But, like, That's Steve a, Jobs, like... Thank the, you so The next much. Steve Jobs. Yeah, the next Steve Jobs. You never know drones. Like, <laughs> But you look at Steve Jobs, like, he studied calligraphy at college. Crazy. Right? Calligraphy. And you're like, 
what's calligraphy got to do with technology? And there's this great conversation between Steve Wozniak, the tool guy behind Apple and yep. Steve Jobs. And Steve Wozniak looks at Steve Jobs and goes, what do you even do? Like, you're not a marketer, you're not a coder, you're not a salesperson. Like, what do you even do? And, and Steve Jobs goes, he goes, musicians play their instruments, I play the orchestra. And it's just like, he totally knew what he was doing, but he knew how to apply calligraphy to technology. Mm -hmm. And that's my point. Like, you may not recognize what you're studying right now, what you're learning right now is going to help you, but you're going to look back and go, oh, wow, like, I built the iPhone because I studied calligraphy. So and weird. he says that, yeah. right? So. One, one of the trickiest parts about doing that is, we live in a in a school system that makes it very difficult to do that. Like I think True. you became uh, you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Even though you had your friend bring you to that meeting, you still had to go out of your way to personally develop. And I think we live in this system that unless you're personally developing, it's very hard to make those changes. So what do you, do you, how do you see the, the system that we live in, the educational system affecting that process? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we live in a structure that's putting stuff into us rather than bringing stuff out. And education in Latin actually means to bring stuff out of you. So you've already got talent, potential, genius, passion, whatever is inside, whereas school's teaching you, you need to know this, you need to know that. And I, I was saying to someone the other day that I fell more in love with English listening to hip hop than I did mm -hmm. from my class at school in English. Right, like I fell more in love with learning about something, playing a video game. Like video games brought me into travel as opposed to whatever it was else, right? In school, learning geography. So my big thing's like, make sure that your learning is up to you, right? Your learning's up to you. Your learning doesn't yeah. end at school. It's not at school. And all of these things that you have access to today are gonna expand your learning. So don't let your learning end at school. You have yeah. a, you have a wife, yeah? Yeah, I'm married, man, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, man. Got That's married awesome. three years ago, yeah. Amazing, congratulations. What's uh, that like? Thank what, you. <laughs> what is that like? What's that like? <laughs> I'm very fortunate. I have an amazing wife. She's, uh, uh, she's, she's known me for a long time and she's super committed to letting me live a life of passion and purpose. She knows what an extremist I am and it helps having a wife who gets that. She's so, got it. I mean, I imagine she's got it. She's got to have that supportive trait in her to be married to you. Massively. Like <laughs> literally, like she told me, she was like, when we get married, she was like, I want to live one mile radius away from my mom's home. And so I said, yeah, that's fine. So we had this home in, in London. And literally two weeks later, we moved to New York <laughs> because I got an office in New oh, York. No. And then last year we moved to LA. But having said all of that, she loves LA. So LA saves. LA, LA, yeah. she, she did not like New York. She loves LA. I'm on the same page yeah, as her. Yeah, she's yeah. got to miss mom though. Yeah, she misses her miss mom. But we just my deal with her was like I will fly you back every weekend if you let me live my dream. Is she and pursue oh, it, awesome. it, Are you getting yeah. a chance to go? That's, 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 no, that's my right, assistant. Okay, that's my sorry. assistant. Well, I hope you get a chance to go to London sometimes too. Then <laughs> why would you just assume that? that did I just girl... assume your wife? <laughs> you did. Does she? Does she get a chance to go back? She does. She does. We go back like nearly every two, three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love that. See, my thing's like, why live a life of you know? If you can live a life of abundance, live it. Right, right. Can I don't, you not see her working, Mike? <laughs> oh, your wife doesn't work? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like she's- Yeah, because a woman working can't be no. someone's wife, right? What are you trying to say, Logan? She should just stay home as a homemaker? No, I'm just- What are you getting at here right now, man? 
I've lost sound. Simple. Oh, How did happened. you manage to spin out of that, that one? That happens sometimes. Did your sound cut out? Oh, yeah, yeah pull, I cut pull, pull, pull the wire. Pull the, yeah, mess way? with the wire a little oh. bit. Yeah, do those things true. when you work out where you... Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, got it. You got it. Do you, do you ever catch each other getting in each other's way and like have to pull back? In each other's way in what way? Um, like <laughs> say you want to go do something and oh, pursue yeah, your sure. career. Does, does she ever get in the way or maybe vice versa? So we try to work on a lot of that day one. Like I literally said the first thing, and this is not good relationship advice or maybe, <laughs> or maybe it is. Let's, let's see where it goes. I literally, one of the first times we met her, I was like, if you want to marry someone, you, you have Ikea here, right? Or Ikea, yes. right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, if you want to marry someone who shops at Ikea on the weekends and goes to the cinema, I'm not your guy. Like, I was just like, that's not me. Like. That's kind of like, you know, the normal life. Like if yeah. you want someone who's going to do this thing on the weekends and build their life around this, like I have nothing against that. And I respect that. And I have no issues with that, but I'm not that person. So I don't want to let you down. You needed like a queen, dude, like someone that was there for your journey, like someone that was going to help support, grow you. And that was just down. Yeah, like I, ne a, I needed someone yeah. who understood me because I felt I understood myself well. And I wanted to go all in on what I loved and what I thought was going to help the world, in my opinion. And again, it's my opinion. Yeah. But I needed someone who believed in that and was happy to be there. And same, I wanted to support her goals. I was like, whatever your goals are, I'm going to back them too. And I think what ends up in relationships is we try and get the other person to compromise to love our goals rather than loving their goals. And that was my focus. I was like, how do we love each other's goals and support each other's goals rather than getting you to be like, you've got to leave your life to support mine. I, um, I wrote down a quote here that you just okay. said, uh, relationships aren't about compromise. They're about, they're about empowering the other person to achieve their goals, helping them to grow, become, to become the individual they deserve to become. So how are you helping her achieve her goals and what are they are you comfortable sharing yeah yeah of course so my my wife's a vegan recipe developer she develops vegan recipes Ooh, for restaurants Spencer. she's an incredible <laughs> incredible cook send me those <laughs> yeah incredible <laughs> recipe developer she's working on a restaurant right now in london it's a new restaurant that's launching in july so she's designing the whole menu so every, she's like my, wow. the best thing in my life is my loves my wife loves testing recipes in the kitchen uh, and so i get, you get to, to eat the food i get to eat the seems food. like a cop out jay <laughs> Seems like a pretty easy way to compromise support. I know it does. It probably does. But how, no, you know what? Uh, how do you say stay skinny? Huh? How do I stay skinny? I just, uh, it's the Indian DNA. Like, yeah. it's like an Indian thing. But So you shed the layer from when you were young and now you just, it's, it's just Literally, no, my wife keeps me healthy. I always say my wife focuses on the body. I focus on the mind. Mm. And that's how oh, that's we, so I complement each oh, other. Wow. Yeah. Did, did you say how you met her? I actually this? met her when I left being, well, I met her before I ever became a monk. And I thought, oh, wow, she's, she's gorgeous. But. I'm focused and I, I wasn't a monk then and I was like, I'm going to go off and become a monk. And when I came back, she used to come to my sessions. So when I came back from being a monk, she used to come to all of my sessions where I was teaching mindfulness, philosophy, personal growth. Uh, for personal growth reasons? Or personal did, growth did she have reasons. a crush on Jay? Both, <laughs> both, both. She's, she's honest about both. We literally just recorded a podcast for this. This was my first podcast yeah. on my podcast on purpose. And my first episode is me speaking to my wife about how we met, oh, that's how we awesome. came together and everything. So yeah. yeah. So uh, you do talk about a lot about relationships and love. Tons. Do you have any advice for like a, a, a fuck boy like myself? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the How's it going? I'll take the advice too. No? How's it going? I, just, I don't know, bro. I just like, oh man. Jay, I just, my attention span is so short. It's so short. And I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, I found like a couple girls that are able to, to hold it, you know, right, and, and right. nurture it yeah. and, and help me grow and become better. This is yeah, me. Yeah, no, this and is you. This is me and it just grows, you know? So uh, my, have I set unrealistic standards for people, Jay, you think? <laughs> 
my thing's be transparent with who you're dating, right? Don't make someone believe you love them if you can't love them. Oh, no. Right? Uh, I just right? had like, this conversation. Like, that's the big one, right? Like, that's, that's the big point. Don't make someone believe that you love them if you don't love them. Because they won't question you, they'll question love. Yo, right? it's so They won't funny, question you, they'll question love. So, be transparent with people. If you're in a space where you're just messing around and things are not serious, that's cool, man. I've got nothing against that. But just be honest and transparent about but it. But what if the sex is so good that you want to just keep milking the relationship? Because it, it is a solid, like, healthy, functioning relationship between two people, but also just like, the sex is great. Sounds selfish. But uh, <laughs> if, if the sex is the only thing holding it together. No, but it's not the only oh, thing. Right. Oh, okay. It's just like, what if you're afraid to turn that key and go exclusive? That's okay. Take your time. Just be honest and transparent about it. Yeah. That's all it is, right? For me, it's just transparency. Relationships get messy when that person thinks that you want to give them more than you actually do. The problem is a lot of times, like, <clears throat> girls are, a lot of times are rushing. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? They're mm -hmm. just rushing. And so, like, even if you say from the beginning, like... Guys, too. Some, some guys, guys. Some guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, but, but if you tell them from the beginning, hey, listen, like, this is going to go real slow... I can't even promise you exclusivity from the start. Like, this is going to take a little while. The, Sounds like a we, brand deal. We, we, it kind of is. <laughs> it's a brand partnership. It kind of is. Co-brand. But, uh, but, like, in the beginning, you know, they're like, uh, that totally works for me, man. Like, I have so much other stuff going on. I have work and, like, work out and all that stuff. Woo. Week two, they're like, Woo. it's just like, I don't know. Like, I like working out, but I like spending time with you more. <laughs> and then, like, week three, they're like, um... Hey, can we talk about something? I know, like, uh, what are we? You know, and you're just like, yo, how did this just happen, bro? Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like sometimes you're very transparent, and the and then it becomes translucent, and then it becomes <laughs> opaque, you know, and you've yeah, just yeah. got no idea really what's going on. So. Yeah, relationships are complicated, man. Tricky. They're messy, and 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 my best takeaway is be transparent, and then wherever you're at, just you're gonna attract what you're putting out, right? So if you're self-aware, if you know, if you're getting, if you're personally developing, if you're growing more, you're gonna attract someone who's got that maturity too. And if you're not, you're gonna attract someone who's immature too. It's just, mm. the, it's just the truth of it. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mm, sort of. No, go on. Uh, let's, let's, let's dive into it. Because I, I'm pretty immature mm -hmm. but on the other hand i can also be very mature yeah so um most of my functioning relationships that have worked are with people who can do the same like right. be an absolute goofball nice uh just hilarious fun nonsensical person but also talk about uh intellectual things yeah which is which that's is, awesome that's a good combination it's yeah it's good it's just uh i don't know that's what i'm saying are my expectations too high where like i gotta find the i want to find the unicorn yeah, you know it'll come with time. It oh, takes man. time. I hope man. so, Jay. Takes time. You I gotta so. set what you what you want out yeah. there, and then just 
Stick to the stick yeah. to the course. Must be nice, Spencer. <laughs> you found that Spencer nice in girl. a relationship. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, a yeah. 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 She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And she uh. she makes noises on those bowls. Dude, oh yeah, sound, sound bowls. Oh, I love. Bowls. Oh yeah. wow, have you guys done it? Nah. She, uh. She's she's it's played. Awesome. She plays it for the whole house. Yeah. Oh wow. She sits outside and she goes. It's amazing. I th- you, d- you just dive deep, cooking up stir fry. Her name's yeah. Angel. Like it's like it's pretty yeah. simple. Like, I'm, I'm we're working on it here though. I think it's it's cuffing season soon. I feel it. Well, a lot of times too. I like I think I think uh, he asks these questions, or, or like even I ask these questions. You know, where I say like, what you know, like what what does it mean? Like you know, I can't do this, or like I have that. And I think a lot of times it does come back to putting out what you want. You know what I'm saying? Because I think like sometimes I get go through this stage where I'm like, yo, you know what? it's time to settle down. Like I need that structure in my life. And then I get the structure. There's no problem with it. Everything's great. Like the structure's there. And then guess what? I don't want the fucking structure. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go to Warwick. It's Wednesday night. I want to see some, some booties and just like hang out and drink some, some beers with my friends or whatever. And so it's like, I think, I think a lot of times in life, it comes down to being very clear with yourself of what your true man. intentions are, you know? Transparency. And make it sound so simple. It, but it's not. Do you believe, it's not. I'm not saying it's simple. Do you believe in dating apps? I don't. Do I believe in them? Like, like they do, do exist. exist. They exist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, they exist. Like, like no, I, you, yeah. think, you think you can find true love on a dating app? Is that the best way to go about it? I think you can find true love anywhere. I don't think I don't think dating apps are excluded from that. My whole right. thing with dating apps too, and I say this to everyone, I've been saying it to my assistant too, is like, she's on a dating app, by the way, if anyone, <laughs> Which one? You know? Which one? Hinge. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, that's a little bit more upscale. Okay. Yeah, oh. it's a, I move for speed. It's got a nice interface. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, <I'm> a, <laughs> but, it looks great. Yeah, but 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 my take around that is just like move offline, uh, online to offline ASAP, ASAP, like, ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like just get out, get on with it. Like safely no, though, safely, safely <laughs> of course, safely. But you don't want to be sitting on a dating app for like three months talking to like ten different people. And then that person never sees you. And if someone doesn't want to see you in the next couple of days after talking to you, why are you wasting all that time anyway? Yeah. So I, I, I do believe in dating apps. I think dating apps can be a great way to meet people if that's what works for you and you feel you present your personality best. But I think that's the question. Where do you feel you're most yourself? Mine is not on an app. I'm a, I'm yeah. a person-to-person guy. So am I, yeah. And so, and so I, I still use them. But I think another point to what I was saying before about being clear with your intentions, sometimes those intentions can be like skewed by what you think oh, yeah. society wants from you or your parents want from you too. It's like, it's like, like, like me, I'm a, I'm an older guy, Jay, I'm 34 and I, and I magically have stayed slightly younger looking, but yeah, I'm an I thought old, you were I, younger. Yeah, I'm 31. So, right. So, so I like to think like, sometimes I get into that mistake of saying, well, I'm 34. Like, man, I gotta settle down. This is getting kind of weird or mm. whatever. And it's like, or, or even, you know, sometimes like we have conversations about his dating too. And it's like, I think for myself, at least sometimes I think about dating as something that I, I need to do this. Like my, yeah. my parents would want me to do this or like society will think I'm weird if I'm not hat locking down a girl. And so your intentions then get mm-hmm. skewed by other people's but uh, that's, indoct- indoctrination on you. But you that's know? the norms, right? Yeah. Like who came up? My big thing with norms is like, who came up with this stuff? Like yeah. who came up with this stuff? Like, why do you have to settle down by the time you're 30? Why do you have to buy a house before you're 40? Why do you, why do you have to do any of that? Did cavemen have like one, like, like it, <laughs> are, are humans as a species, a monogamous? Well, I think we love averages, right? Like we love making everything like, this is the average of when you should do this. And this is the perfect time to do this. And all that kind of, like, we love that. Yeah. Like we love, love knowing stats and averages and data. But the point is you can't live your life like that. Right, if you lived your life as a timeline, everyone would have the same timeline. Mm. That would and suck. So, yeah, it would be terrible. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. the thing, everyone's rushing each other with their timelines. 
Like in, in my culture, like in an Indian culture, I got married at 28. Getting married at 28 is fairly late. A lot of my mar friends got married at like 22 or 23. And I was just like, I don't even know. If I got married at 22 or 23, I would definitely would have got divorced like three times. Yeah. And then, you know, it just would have been natural. So I feel like everyone's got to stop judging and rushing their own timeline, looking at what everyone else is doing, right? Set your own. And it's hard. It's super hard. But if you want to live a real life, you're not going to live it on based on everyone else's timelines. You talk a lot about the effect that mobile devices have on people mm. and how in some ways they can be uh, toxic mm. to society. I don't need, I'm putting that word in your mouth. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, do you think people learn more and can gain more from the phone and the internet and the vast expanse of technology or uh, through other people? Yeah, great question. I, I love this principle that I learned as a monk and it's, I'll use this glass as an example. So this glass is not good or bad. It can either have water or poison in it, right? You guys could have either filled it with poison or you could have filled it with mm. water or you could have filled it with water that looks like poison or poison that looks like water, either way. But the point is the glass is not good or bad. It's what's in it and it's what I use it for. And the internet's the same thing. The online world's the same thing. Social media is the same thing. Like social media in and of itself is not good or bad. It's what you're using it for. You can go there every day and smile and laugh and learn, or you can go there every day and be depressed and get negative media and news that pulls you down. So don't blame it on the thing. Look at how you're curating your feed, like what's on your feed, what are you learning? What, what are you seeing the whole time? I, I, I like that thought process and me and Spencer talk about this quite a bit from time to time. Um, but my only, my only qualm with it is yeah. that uh, you would live a rather sheltered life if you were to populate your newsfeed with only positive good news messaging. Sure. Right. And, and because I think inherently the internet as an average, like you just spoke about is inherently a negative place. Mm -hmm. I, I think it has become one. Okay. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that there's not great stuff there. Good news, vibe source, all that stuff that could teach you how to develop yourself. But when, when you start sign on to online, the major news sources, the major media, or even the majority of all media are delivering you. Chloe Kardashian just broke up with her man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's Venezuela's having a major meltdown in their country. And so unless you spend a shit ton of time curating this ultra sheltered, ultra positive timeline, yeah. this device technically has more of an innate ability to produce negative energy. Totally. You. you totally. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you really got to work to limit what you're taking in yeah. or to or or spend a lot of time making sure you're taking in positive stuff. Absolutely. Like. And see, that's the mind, right? The mind, because we know from caveman days, because of our protective mechanism, the mind's wired to spot negativity. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, read about this, et cetera. No, so, please elaborate. So, so for example, inside the brain, the amygdala is trained to protect itself because in the past, we'd be walking and you'd hear a rustle through the leaves and you'd, that would be a snake or a bear or a wolf. And so our brain's been programmed to spot negativity to protect ourselves. So we've got that wired in us. Wow. So right now our brain is amplifying anything negative that comes our way because it's doing it as a protective mechanism. Not realizing that now there's no tiger, I mean, there's no tiger, bear, wolf, snake hiding in the leaves next to us. It's, it's a negative comment on Instagram. So it's just, it's like an always on fight or flight. Exactly. I've, I've, I've read about this. Always on, and, yeah. and it's funny because it's like our brains are telling us this shit is not good. It's negative, but we've trained our bodies and our, our like frontal minds or, or whatever you want to call it to think 
this is the stuff I want more of. Totally. And so you've got this battle within your brain that's yeah. one part of it's telling you, yo, this is the shit you don't want. And another part of your brain's just gobbling it up. And I think that goes back to the addiction there's that a, you talk about. There's a line between, you know, being aware of what's going on in the world, but then being consumed by Hell it. Yeah. I think so many people are consumed by it. So yeah, I like that. it's healthy to fill yourself your social feed with positivity and maybe check in once in a while but then where are you checking in because you're saying those major news sources are the negative ones they're really not that major anymore in the time that we live in you have four billion views across all your videos in three years i mean how how are Fox News? Well, I just and mean CNN, in terms those, of news. Like technically, he's not a news, you know, channel. I mean, in in a way. But is, we but, choose to call that news. Right. You know, they're they're focusing on stories that they could be focusing on so many other positive Hell stories. Yeah. There's equal, if not way more positive stories than there are negative stories. Yeah. But they have created that brand, and the so environment, yeah. I think when you look at the impact of what those brands make, those news brands make. That's really the substance. That's what I really hope people start to tune into is what impact are these brands making? And that's who I'm going to consume. Who's making the best in- impact? I'm going to consume this person's content. Jay, is there any rationale in saying um, by looking at the negative the negative content, whether it is the uh, XYZ in Venezuela, Venezuela or uh, even the stuff that's going on with the, the fashion brands right now, um, is there any rationale in saying by looking at the mistakes they've made and by the media publicizing them extravagantly we learn and become better as a society because of it massive that's a great point and i'm so glad you brought that up like every solution starts with a problem and every change starts with the problem the only thing is we've now got to feel equipped enough and enthusiastic enough and energetic enough to be like when i see pain i want to go solve that yeah. yeah right whereas a lot of our generation especially like goes and looks at pain and goes oh i feel depressed like mm. i can't do anything about that the world's falling apart Actually, it should have the opposite impact. Like what you're saying, like we should look at all of the mess and go, I'm going to go sort that out, right? And that's how some of the most incredible companies have come around. Like there's this great quote that I've been saying often recently that, you know, we need to redefine the word billionaire to be someone who helps a billion people. Because if you help a billion people, you'll become a billionaire anyway. Yeah, cause cause marketing has gotten so, has gotten so high. Not to... I can bring it up again, but those are those are filled with those sacks that I won't mention are filled with uh, recycled. What are they filled with? Re- are made of recycled water bottles. Oh wow! And so we just started to introduce recycled water bottles into the fabric. Oh wow! And the you know the founder of the company has gotten slightly obsessed with designing products for life and a battle against planned obsolescence, as he calls it. So when every time you buy a an iPhone. You buy an iPhone that's literally going to, you're going to be buying another iPhone mm-hmm. in the next, you know, six months to a year. Totally. And every company, even the best ones like Apple, are creating products that don't last mm-hmm. and that will end up in a landfill, right? Yep. And so I think uh, to your point, the smart people, the smart companies, smart organizations are starting to build products that last forever. Yeah. And that can deliver something back that has a positive impact on the planet and society. Yeah. And where, yeah. where do you see the world headed? I, I'm always so fascinated to, to hear from people like yourself that post so much content um, about these topics. But when we see all this negativity, we see all these things blowing up, where do you see the world headed? I'm an optimist. So I look at it and I go, I think the fact that exactly what Logan was saying earlier, I genuinely believe that all of these things have just raised our consciousness and awareness. Like these things are forcing us to think bigger and better. Like I'll give an example. Like when things are all good and well, we just get complacent. 
right? And and I mean, I'm not political at all, but but taking a political example, like when you have a person you want in charge, you kind of go, oh, the world's going in the right direction, right? I don't need to do anything about it. As soon as you think whoever's in charge is not doing what you think is right, you're like, okay, I need to be an activist now, right? So the world, when we're looking at what's going wrong in fashion or the environment or whatever it is, it's forcing more change makers, more change agents to go, I'm going to do something about that. And so for me, I'm optimistic and believing in the rebel, believing in someone who's going against the grain, believing in that change maker who's going to go and make big differences. So you believe people are inherently good? I do. I believe that we are wired for service, but educated for greed. Like that's how I feel. I feel like we're wired for service. You look at any child. There was this video that went viral a few years ago on Instagram. It was this little girl who crawled up to a television screen in her parents' living room and the cartoon character was crying and she got a tissue, a handkerchief and started oh. wiping the tissue of the cartoon, the cartoon character crying. And if you look at kids, like you look around, like wow. I mean, all of us are kids, obviously. You know, kids, kids generally, as kids, want to help each other, want to fight for their friend, want to yeah. defend someone, generally when we're young. And then education makes us believe it's all about us. It's all about me, 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 greed, greed, greed. It's all about being the best, having the tallest tower. That stuff's trained. Right, yeah. that stuff's given to us. You're not like that as a kid. Yeah, we're warehoused. Yeah, school is warehousing. Yeah. You fifth grade after after fifth grade, no more playing outside. Like you're conf literally confined to a classroom yeah. for fourteen thousand hours. Wow, that's the actual that's a long time. fourteen thousand. Wow. That's fucked. Ten thousand hours to become a professional yep. at anything. So we should have pro no, professional well. students, bro. professionals. <laughs> no, prof not professionals. That's, that's what they're professionals making, in society. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So backtracking a little bit, the Go reason why I asked if uh, you had a wife is because uh, you you don't have children yet. Not yet. So not we, yet. So what? I don't have any parenting advice. Bullshit. I stay away from Liar. it. Liar. I stay really? away from it. Yeah. So know, I've right? been very conscious and aware to not give any parenting advice. Wow. Okay. Because I believe that until you are a parent, you don't you have, have a no like. Idea. You just you have yeah. no idea. But surely you have a. I was just going to ask you what your plan is. For educating your kid are you going to send oh, them yeah. to a traditional school no so i've been researching a lot about schools and and this is a great example i mean in line with this it's i actually believe that more classrooms need to be outdoors like i'm like mm. when did you ever mm. learn something sitting around in a room mm. like how often okay but this podcast aside hey. yeah. like, number one podcast uh, in the yeah. world impulsive <laughs> like and subscribe <laughs> but apart from apart from a podcast and listening but, but all of us we learn by being outdoors you learn so much more by like exploring and traveling and learning so I would love my children to have an opportunity to travel the world and study at the same time and That's have awesome. that opportunity because then they're going to meet more cultures. They're going to get exposure to more people with different backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds. So they're not going to have a belief of what success is and what isn't. They're going to get to make their own mind up because you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. If you've not seen a lot of different things, how can you decide? So if, I'll give an example. Where I grew up in London, if you made $100,000 a pounds a year, you'd made it. Like that was like the benchmark of the people that I grew up around. Yeah. For some people, that's like, whoa, I can never make that much money. And for some people listening, they're like, that's nothing, man. Mm -hmm. Like I make that in a day, right? But it's like, you're, that expands based on who you spend time with. Yeah. So if you're always living in this little cocoon, in this little space, which the world isn't anymore, you're never going to get to experience life. So yeah, I'd want my kids to have multiple experiences. I'd also want them to have multiple role models. Like if I didn't meet a monk when I was 18, I would have just carried on being what I was meant to be. That's right? crazy. And yeah. so like someone, meeting one person yeah. who's different could literally like switch your whole trajectory. And I know that for a fact. If I did not meet a monk when I was 18, I reckon by now I would have been divorced multiple times. I'd have been traveling around the world trying to find out what I wanted to do. I've been wasting a lot of money. Like that's what my life would have been. It's crazy how that, that catalyst can come 
at the most random times. Totally. Wherever. Unplanned. Like, man, I'm sure you never thought a monk would change your life. 100%, man. If someone ever told me you were going to become a monk, I would have laughed at them. And probably, like, chuck my bottle of beer at them or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> do you still, uh, do you still go out? So, yeah. Yeah. Go out where? Like go out to bars? Like, hang so out I haven't drank like since I became a monk. So oh, I, really? I haven't, yeah. So oh, I've been hey. sober for the last, since uh, 22. So you don't even remember what it's like. I remember what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what it's like. I've got memories of getting drunk off my face yeah. and playing drinking games and all the rest of it. But Man, let me tell you, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's changed. It could be, be a good, a good so, time, you know? It can be, be, it can't be. Becoming a monk, getting away from that lifestyle. Do you, do you see that lifestyle in a, how do you see it affecting people? Which lifestyle? The drinking, partying. You know, see, I think everyone out. has to. I, I, it's just, yeah. That's just a question. I, I think. Question. I think the more people directed at anybody, <laughs> kind of judging. It's <laughs> <laughs> a question. Well, it just he asked because you know. It's a question. Is the occasional phone oh, no, mornings where come downstairs at one p.m. and Spencer's like he's already ran a, a marathon in the morning and I my hair's all messed up <laughs> and I got like a beer belly and I come down like morning Spencer. <laughs> no, you said <laughs> yesterday. You said do not tell me all the things you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer's at the top of the stairs and there's like yoga pants and I'm like Spencer you shut your fucking so mouth so you gotta you gotta get on my grind stay stay out as late as you do but then get up as early as Spencer oh, anyways wow. and get the same amount of shit done anyways yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not judging it's yeah. um, you know I spent a lot of time in that lifestyle too I mean me I went too. four years of college just partying 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 but then to me it like hit me where I'm like, yo, this is not for me. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm always interested. Well, in I think that's what it is. I, I think everyone should experience everything so that they can make their own choices, but your choice should be based on you. I think the problem is people are living lifestyles because of how it impresses other people, mm -hmm. right? So too many people are doing things that they don't want to do because it impresses people they don't even like. And if that person goes, oh yeah, you're cool, man. Like you're amazing. Like I love what you're doing or, oh yeah, last night you were crazy. Like we're living for that validation. Mm. So if it makes you happy, Carry on doing it. Like, I'm all for it. But it's make sure it's your choice. I feel, make sure your choice isn't based on someone else's validation. Yeah. I feel like it's another situation like you described with the cup, mm. where it's like not like a super clear cut answer. It's like dependent on like what you're, you know, how much you're doing it, what you're putting in it, and what you're getting out of it, like you said, you mm -hmm. know? So... I don't think there's like a, a true cu like cut, like, yeah. yo, is partying mm. bad? Is partying good? Like, some people go out and party and meet their business partners and network and do a great job, like, you know, keeping it under control. And so I think it's totally, just, man. It, there's like levels to it. I think it's like yeah. a balancing. Definitely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But I think everyone gets to a point in life, like life's kind of like a computer game where you get to a certain level and you're like, okay, I need to stop doing that. And I'm going to start doing this. Right. And yeah. it's just, you want to get to the next level in your life and you're going to change stuff. And if you don't, then you're not going to get to the next level. Yeah. And you start realizing to level up. I need to let go of this. I need to add this to my life. And that's a personal self-awareness choice right mm. that's that shouldn't be forced by anyone mm -hmm. i've definitely had those level up moments mm. and i'm sure i'll have more uh jay do you think do you think money can buy happiness <laughs> that's a good question so there's an awesome study that says money can buy happiness if you spend it on other people god damn <sighs> and and <laughs> i love amazing. it i love it so they yeah. did this study where they where they gave people money and they told them to spend it on themselves and half of them, and they told the other half to spend on other people. And they gave people between five to $20. And most of these were college students. So whether you had five to $20 to spend on yourself to other people, the three co most common things people bought were Starbucks, 
makeup and Starbucks, right? So that's what people <laughs> bought for themselves or for each other. Did they that's... conduct this study in LA? No, but it was in the US. Okay. They, they did mainly in the US when they started out and in Canada. So they, they trialed this out and they found that when they asked people how much happier they were when they'd spent money on themselves, bearing in mind these people did not know they were in a study, the people who said they spent the money on themselves, their happiness didn't go up or down. It stayed the same. The people who spend money on other people, their happiness went up by 10 to 20% at least. Well, because it's not their money. No. So then they tested it out. So then they tested it out with people with their own money, oh, okay. where they didn't give it. And then they took it global. So they did this all the way from Africa through communities which aren't as privileged all the way through the UK. Mm, mm. They did this globally and they found the same thing hold true, that we're happier when we're giving, we're happier when we're doing something for someone else. The, the, everyone's experienced that. Is that subjective or is that like a scientific? That was like, a scientific Michael Norton, Cambridge University study. Like that's like. But what about, yeah. I mean, there's, go on, what, go on. you ever heard like, I'd rather cry in a Lambo? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. That, I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I think anyone who's, my takes like, look, this is my take. <sighs> stuff is great. Like I like nice things too. I drive a nice car. I live in a nice home. I love stuff too. But that, if you're pinning your level of happiness on that, Stuff, yeah. you are messing yourself up. I you're don't want to say, I, it's, it's not pinning it. For no. example, there have been times in my life um, where I've been really fucking sad, dude, sure. which, is, which is unlike me. Uh, yeah. In the past two years, like a, a level of sadness that I'm just like, wow, like, okay, I'm affected. I'm affected. Things are happening. And both times <laughs> I went out and I sat in my $400,000 car and I swear to God, I was like, I'm being a fucking pussy right now. My life is not that bad. Right. I can I can get through this. And but see, that's gratitude that changed your life, not money. Yeah, gratitude I feel like it could have been, been other things. That's different, different man. Yeah. It's not money. It was still gratitude. The emotion was still gratitude. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It because it made me. But someone could feel that even if they were in an average. Then my point is, it wasn't the money. It wasn't like you had sat in a bathtub with like dollar bills. Like he does know, that too. Maybe so I know. I was I was testing. I was testing. I was like, I wanted to see how far you. No, go. no, fuck that. I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah. it's gratitude, man. You you let gratitude change your life, which is perfect. Like, like that, you could have played with everyone. So I'm you not a shithead. No, you all know. right. So far, so good. You yeah. could have played with Kong too. It might have made you feel the same. The, oh, you know he, what I'm saying? Too. Like him he's, too, actually. He's him just too. a dog. Like yeah. I think you just use that as an example. Correct. Where it could have been Kong. It could have been a, a meal prepared by your living chef. It could totally. have been a million things. You know what I'm saying? I actually read a study recently about there being like a happiness quotient yes, yes based on the area of the united states you live in and so basically like i'm from connecticut and in fairfield county it's a wealthy place right and so the quotient there was like eighty-eight thousand dollars was like the cutoff and so or 88 or like 92 and if you're making that amount of money you're not working so hard your whole life on wall street not seeing your kids that you're making 350 400 a year mm -hmm. and you're making more than 40 or 50, which are poverty level. So you have enough to sustain your family and your kids. And so they've actually started to produce these numbers of what you should aim to make yeah. so that you're not grinding all day. You're able to work on safety. And by the way, it's another average. It's not totally. going to be applicable to everybody, but sometimes they're, they're starting to come up with like literal guidelines around what your aim should be in terms of how much money you make. And that's a personal metric, right? Yeah, like, yeah. For, for, like for some of us, we may say we absolutely love what we do. Like you were saying, I love creating content too. Like I love thinking about content all the time, coming up with new ideas, getting with my videographer, getting with my team, making content, launching a podcast. You know, I love that. Like that's what I get my energy from. 
So for me, my metric of success is not the same as someone else's. And that's the point, right? It's like, what is your metric of success? Yeah. Success is, is super subjective. What is yeah. your metric of success? My metric of success is how many people I can help find their purpose. Like that's mm, my goal. Mm, like how awesome. many other people in the world can I help find their purpose? Because I find mine and I absolutely love it. Life is meaningful. It's fulfilling. I work hard. But studies even show that when you're working purposefully, you can deal with more stress and pain than anyone else in the room. Yeah. So if you're working meaningfully and purposefully, mm. you can actually work longer hours. You can actually push mm. your body and mind through extreme situations because you love what you do. So passion, 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 and purpose, purpose yeah. meaning, fulfillment. I used to think that stuff. I used to think that uh, my passion was just creating content, and mm. in a in a sense, it is. But something I love more than just creating content is having the content that I create be received, that it affects people. That that is the win for me, the true Absolutely. win, and that's why I've been been doing it for so long. Because, I mean, I, I I often ask myself, um, if I had graduated college and uh, was an engineer right now, would I still be making videos? And I'm, I don't know, I don't know if the answer is yes. But yeah. then again, I I'm I'm not sure there was a world where uh, I was unsuccessful on this path because of an unrelenting passion to just provide these things to make people laugh. Yeah. You and, know? Th and there's, there's like four massive human motivators, right? Like you've got security. So there are some people in the world who just want security. Mm. They just want things to be safe and secure. And like, they're happy as long as everything kind of makes sense. And you know, the gates on and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then the other one's like, creative. Yeah. And yeah. then the other one's like creation wealth. Like they love it when they're like starting something new, they're launching something new and we all have a bit of this. And then the third one's like what you were saying, like significance. You get your significance from the fact that you create something that made a ah, difference cool. in someone's life. That's cool. And the fourth one's knowledge. Like you just love learning. Like there are some people in the world who just get a buzz from learning new things and testing new things. So yours is significance. Mine too. We share that. Yeah. And you guys too, maybe. The three cancers of the mind. Yes. Something you talk about. Yeah. Uh, comparing, complaining, and criticizing. Yes. Well, you've done your research. Man, you know <laughs> how to prepare for Jay Shetty. Uh... <laughs> I'm yeah. sort of using this as like a life coach session. Like, <laughs> yeah. thanks, for get, thanks for booking Jay Shetty, Colin. <laughs> this is good for me. I hope so. Um, I have a problem with comparing. Yeah. Everyone does. I've Who often, does I've, well, it's for me, it's bad, dude. Like I've often said, like, I'll always run faster if I look to my right and there's someone there because I feel like I have to fucking beat them and I have to win. Yeah. But recently I'm like, that person's ahead of me. I really don't like this. And so I start slowing down uh, and it, it, it affects me. Yeah. So any advice on how I can reconcile? Yeah, definitely. I'd give one simple tip is like, just try go 24 hours without comparing. Literally just like try it for a day. Mm -hmm. Like just for one day, just anytime you think about something comparing, call one of these guys up, write a script for something, go out there and do something. Like literally get that thought out of your head and just see how good you feel after just not doing it for 24 hours. Because that's like a very simple test, yeah. simple experiment. You do that for 24 hours, you're like, wow, like, I feel great. Like my mind feels amazing, right? I feel awesome. The second thing is, and it's interesting you said that, that actually when you see someone ahead, it slows you down. Not, yeah, not, not always, not fully, but, yeah, yeah, but, but it, it, it often is uh, sort of uh, de demotivating. Maybe yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, I mean, I, I was running so fast. Do I even keep going? Is it, is it worth running the same race? Yeah. And, and I think that's when you've got to come back to like why you started. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Like come back to like, why did I start? Like, and what you just told me now, like, let me go back and just read some of those comments that are having an impact on people. Yeah. Where someone actually told me like, Logan, this video made a huge difference in my life. This, this message changed my life. Like 
that's those moments where you dig up all of that stuff mm. that usually you'd feel stupid reading, but then you're like, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it because of that guy, that girl, that person. I'm doing it because of that. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. I put, I put oh, out a, gra awesome. a gratitude tweet not two days ago because I was just like, damn, yo, like this is this is why. Yeah. And it's and it's really cool. That's the same with me. Like it's the same for me. And i I feel that way too. And I do that. And I'll look at a message where someone said to me, like, Jay, I didn't commit suicide because of this video. Yeah. And I'll be like, that's one. We've doing. been getting a lot of that right. lately because we've yeah. been talking about mental health a lot on yeah. this on this show. Um, do, do you have a because a lot of people that watch a, a, our show have mental health issues that they're mm -hmm. dealing with, whether it be anxiety, depression, bipolar, whatever. Do you have a, a couple actionable tips for today that somebody can do if they're struggling or feeling like uh, they're never going to get out of this? Yeah, Simple things, maybe. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, simple thing. One thing is find a friend for every emotion. So don't find one friend and dump all your emotions on them. Find a friend who can help you in every emotion. So one of the biggest challenges we do when we're feeling anxiety or depression or stress, we find one friend and we tell that one friend everything and that ends up pushing that friend away. And that friend's like, God, I can't deal with Because they this. get stressed. <laughs> they get stressed from your stress. Yeah. So find a friend, find a guide, find a role model, find someone in your life that's able to understand each emotion well. Right, whichever anxiety you have. What, so even, what about the isolators that, that don't have anyone? Well, I think the fact is the fact that they're listening in, like the fact that we have podcasts, the fact that you have all this online material, the fact that there are apps for mental health, tune yourself in. If you're an isolator, you don't like being around people, tune yourself in to wherever you're going to find those answers. They're there online. Mm -hmm. That's what people didn't have before. And that's super practical. And, and on a personal level, like literally just again with that test, try go a day without complaining. Try to go a day without complaining and start using that energy to find the answer on a podcast, on, a, on an interview. Just make that switch. The brain can't physically be in gratitude and stress at the same time. The brain can't be in physically in gratitude and anxiety at the same time. So the more you up your gratitude, just making a list of everything you're grateful for, that, in, that immediately switches your brain out of stress. It's awesome. It's that simple. Just start making a list of everything you're grateful for. But another another question, I think, for, for audience people, we have some older uh, people watching the show now, and especially for, for myself, something I could relate to. You did a lot of big brand and corporate um, speaking, right? And mm -hmm. trying to help people with, with issues that impact them there. What's uh, what's some advice you have for someone who literally is struggling to find any time to for self-development? They're, they're grinding the 60-hour work week. They're coming home. They got two crying kids. They're putting food on the table and then they're and they're watching a show and going to sleep. Like, what's what's a piece of advice for them to to find the time or find the the motivation? I think the best thing is use your commute, right? Everyone's got a commute. Mm. So if you've got to work, whether your commute's a five-minute walk or whether the commute's sitting on the train for an hour, everyone's got a commute and that's your time. Put some headphones on, right? Listen to a podcast. Like I know we keep going back to the podcast, but it's true. It's like that's something that requires yeah. no effort. Pick up a book, get an audio book. Read a book on the train, wherever it is, anything in your commute, your commute is such a powerful time. And I've been seeing that everywhere. Everyone's like, I'm listening to this while I'm commuting. I'm listening to this while I'm traveling. That's a great place. And the second thing is you need to start switching. You know, you need to start switching that TV show in the evening for education. Yeah. Because when you escape, you come back to your problems and the problem gets bigger 
and you have less insight. Mm. When you educate yourself, your problem gets smaller and you have more insight. And we're just mm. escaping. And that is a big switch for us. But as soon as you make that switch, we know that the most successful people in the world choose education over entertainment. It's real. It's and so you've got to make that switch. If you're watching Netflix for an hour a day or half an hour a day, watch a documentary on Netflix. You can still watch Netflix, right? Yeah. You can watch but, something else. And you talk about television at night. That They called it TV program because it's literally a program for your mind. Literally. And you're programming your mind with whatever you put in. It's like creating a code for a website and that website pops up, it's the same thing with what you're implanting in 100%. your mind. Every second of content that you're consuming, that's creating your thought process. That's creating your anxiety. 100%. That's creating what's keeping you glued down. So 100%. if you want to reverse that, you got to go against the program. you got to program yourself with something healthy. And it seems like you have to work. I think I think to, I think that's the biggest thing. Like I think uh, there's no easy magic fairy dust. Like it doesn't work. Right. I think I think people I think people get lazy, and I think laziness is probably one of the main contributors to non you know productivity and and scared and, and too. That too. People get really scared. Yeah. They they see they think this is like some huge challenge. Oh, I've waited so long. I, it's too late. I'm too old. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like that. Like there's so many opportunities for everybody. If you just get in, take a first step, take a move, it's everything opens up and your excuse to do that. And, and you thinking it's something bigger than it is, is what's keeping you locked down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man. It's a choice. Step. I think everyone back at home or wherever you're watching or listening, like, it's a choice and you're going to have to make that choice at one point. You don't want to be sitting there living with regret, you know? So the, the, the choice of pain is hard, but regret's much harder. Oh, it's so much worse. So switch to choice of pain right now. And I think like start small too, right? 100%, man. Yeah, start small. It doesn't have to be a big change. I always say to people, small step, big priority. What we try and do in changes in our life is like we try and change everything at the same time. So we're like, this week I'm going to eat healthy. This week I'm going to go to the gym six times. This week I'm going to do this. And it's actually the opposite. This week I'm just going to do one thing. I'm going to make that my biggest priority. I'm going to wake up earlier. As simple as that. This week I'm going to do a gratitude journal every day. One step. Big priority, right? Simple. Mm. You said waking up early. And I wanted to ask you about sleep. Because yeah. sleep is one thing that uh, it, you can modify it immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your take on sleep? I love sleep now. So as a monk, we slept four hours a day and we were trained to so that we would build a commitment to meditation. And you get into deeper forms of meditation because now sleep's not acting as a buffer for rest. So you're getting more refuel and rest from meditation. Now I sleep eight and a half hours a night mm. and I love my sleep. It helps me be more creative, helps me be more alert. I genuinely believe too many people are sleeping too late. Most people I know are sleeping after midnight when they don't need to. And therefore, they're getting less quality sleep. Mm. Sleep before midnight is much more powerful for you, much better really? for your refill. Yes. How come? So sleep before midnight, it said, science studies show that the hours of sleep you get before midnight almost count as one and a half to two times the oh, quality shit. of sleep that you get afterwards. Oh, what the fuck? Right? So like when you're sleeping from Damn. 12 to 8, even though you're sleeping eight hours, if you actually slept from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., that eight hours is going to be strong and more powerful. Is that based on the cycle, the, the day cycle, or what is the... Sleep cycles. Okay. Sleep cycles. Just And I'll give you, an, I'll tell you why. One of the reasons what happens when we sleep late is, and when we eat late, a lot of people are eating just before they sleep. So what your body's trying to do when you've just eaten is trying to digest. Mm. So your body's trying to sleep and digest at the same time. That's running two different yeah. mechanisms at the same time. So another thing is eating earlier makes you sleep better. 
there's all these simple things that we're doing that are just mm -hmm. screwing us up basically yeah. Yeah. because we're making our body do more work. And therefore when we're sleeping, we're not even resting. Mm. You, uh, you just, how long you been in America for? I now? moved here two and a half years ago now. Two and a half years Nearly ago. Three. But you, had you spent time here before you came? I had. Well, I'd visited. I'd, I'd been a tourist and gone to Universal and Disneyland and all that kind oh, of okay. stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. So now you're, now you're really here. What's, yeah. uh, I like getting people's opinions who are not here and are, have watched on uh, from outside of America and, and, and live here now. What's the biggest problem we're facing as a people right now in this country? I was going to start with the good stuff. What's the, <laughs> what's, the, the what's the best thing we have as a people in this country right now? People, Ooh, I like that switch. People <laughs> here love taking risks. And I love that. Like here, if you have an idea, someone will go, yeah, let's try it out. And I love that. Like I've, I've loved being here because of that. You know, for me, I've been far more embraced here than anywhere else. And, and I love that. That when I came out here and I was sharing what I was sharing, I was just like, yeah, we love that. Like, let's try that out. And if no one took that chance on me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got to where I am today. So I, I actually see a lot of good. I think the biggest challenge is, is apathy, right? Like looking at something and going, I can't do anything about it. And I think that doesn't align with US culture. Like that's not what I've identified with the US growing up. I see the US as a place of opportunity, as a place of change, as a place of growth, as a place of innovation. And you look at that, it is that. You look at all the apps we use, they all come out of here. You look at all the brands we use, most of them come out of here. And so I feel like it's, it's switching away from that feeling of we can't do anything to actually like, we, we need to own this. Like mm. we need to take responsibility for this. Yeah, is it, is it we can't do anything or we're too lazy? It's both, right? Yeah. It's both. And that's everywhere. I can't say that's only the US. It's everywhere. It's that feeling of just like, oh my God, everything's too bad. I can't make a difference. And it's like, well, you can make a difference in one person's life. That's good enough. Yeah. You can just start there. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, we've been, we've been yeah. talking about that a lot lately. Help you don't me. need to change the world. Just change one person's life. You're changing the world. Or change millions or billions to the number one podcast <laughs> in the world. I want to go to the uh, the audio only Q&A if that's okay. Cool. Let's do it, man. Um, Jay Shetty. Thank you, bro. Thank, thank you, you for coming thank on Impulsive. So thank Ladies you. Gentlemen, Jay Shetty. Thank you, Impulsive. Where thank can they you. find you on the social media? You can find me, Jay Shetty, on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, Easy. YouTube. 20 million on Facebook, though. He doesn't need you there. But hit him up on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy, bro. That's a Num lot of fucking numbers. People. Um, yeah, guys, if you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe. iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. We're about to do an audio-only Q&A on iTunes and Spotify. So hit up that audio. We're going to dive more into the mind of Jay Shetty. Thank you guys for listening and watching Impulsive Podcast. Out. Yo, I want to know about handling rejection. Let's do it. Because, Jay, I got to say, <sighs> recently... You've been letting people deal with rejection too much. No, I've I've been rejected. And it makes me... Hey, I, like I, I enjoy being rejected, but also like, damn, like I got friend zoned recently. Mm. I got like girls leave me on scene, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it hurts my ego, bro. What do I do? What do I do? What part of you is it hurting? I just, I don't know, bro. It's just, I, <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> my balls. It's just a ball ache. <laughs> nah, just like man, I'd like to consider myself a cool guy. And uh, sometimes people don't think I'm a cool guy. And it hurts my ego. It hurts. Ego yeah, is the answer. Ego, yeah. yeah, it's ego. I got a fucking it's, ego. So what? Yeah, oh, I assume me. I think I like to tell him. <laughs> I feel like you, you always admit, though. Oh, yeah. I, always I mean, we all do. Yeah. All of us do. Oh, yeah. I like how you embrace it. Yeah, well, I'm yo, not going to lie. Me too. Yeah, exactly. I like I, how you embrace it. Yeah. Too many people like shy away from that. 
no, I don't have an ego. Yeah. No, I'm like, you know, I absolutely do. <laughs> please don't, please don't friends on me. <laughs> I, I like to tell him he, he, he thinks sometimes like that the girl or whoever thinks he's not cool enough. I like to tell him that a lot of times they just think he's too cool. Right. And they're like, what? Oh, we don't want it. Well, it goes back to the alpha thing. Again. It's too we scary. don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, we yeah, want yeah. some less cool, safe guy. Like he, this yeah. is the the coolest kid in yeah. LA. There was until a study, here, there know, was a a study done that showed girls actually like dad bods more than, oh, yeah, I more saw than that. physical. Oh, it's, oh, it's a huge yeah. You're yeah. lying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never I saw, saw that, that study. Yeah, I saw that. Hold on. So you shouldn't let it hit your ego because maybe that girl that friend zone you. Was looking for a dad bod. I, I'm right I, here, baby. Okay, yeah. Mike has <laughs> Mike has a dad bod. Okay, okay. Bro, I'm a I have a dad bod too, just in shape dad bod. Yeah. Right. Like I ain't pushing anything crazy right now. So maybe now. we need to get more pictures of that dad bod out there. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what's gonna make the difference. Next IG's like shirtless, just after like a huge like pot roast dinner, and just be like Jay Jay Shetty said this was a good idea. You know what the you know what the study bases that on, right? It's it's based on uh the comfort level level yes. that female that women get out of seeing someone that they because women are obviously very cautious and very um worried about their mm -hmm. body and the shape of their body and so when they see a man who's a little bit more lax about the shape of their body yeah they love they can identify they want a yeah, daddy they want a dad yeah well i think the thing is look <laughs> no one no one likes getting rejected right so if anyone sits and goes i love getting rejected i love it when things go wrong I love it when someone says no. No one does. Like, let's be honest, right? Like, no one loves failing or getting rejected. What about sadists so, or like people that like being hurt? Yeah, but still, rejection's even more than yeah. hurt, right? Like, reje rejection's rejection's like an emotional <gasps> pain, right? Because it's kind of like you don't agree with this. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not feeling connected to me or this. You're not agreeing with this, and I think that's a big deal. So. I think I think my are we waving right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she didn't want us to. She wanted us to keep going with the conversation. Sorry, sorry, Jay's fake wife. I apologize. <laughs> I'm gonna download Hinge after if this is if that's cool. It's a great. Yeah, it's a much go. more. It's a I'll much, see you on there. It's a, <laughs> it's a much more upscale app. I I was saying before I go for speed and efficiency. So I'm yeah. a Tinder guy. It's just I can get through you know a couple thousand swipes in a day. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to read bios. I'm just basing it simply oh off the shape God. of the face. Uh, or, or whatever, but uh, yeah, you should you should hop on a couple LP. Self care, self care, self care. Jay, yeah, <laughs> talking about talking about self care. <laughs> nice, nice transition. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta do it, bro. Yeah, because it's you. called impulsive. We'd never get anywhere if we, we got a lot to cover. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, self care. I, I mean, it's the biggest talking point right now. I think too many people were hustling hard. Too many people were pushing too hard. Too many people were burning themselves out and then realized, oh, wow, like this doesn't last. This right? sucks. This doesn't last. Yeah. Like how long are you going to work that hard? I've worked for the past two years of my life while I've been doing what I, I was working seven days a week. But I was like, that's not sustainable. I can't do that. But I was doing seven days a week and meditating for two hours a day still. Mm. And so I was making sure my self-care was a big part of that. And I think that's the big takeaway. If you want to be successful, you want to be rich, whatever you want to be, if self-care is not a part of your routine, if self-care is not a part of your day, you're not going to last more than a couple of years. And I think that's where the kind of awakening around self-care has come from. What does that mean to you, self-care? Like, what, so, are, what are you doing personally? For me, it's meditating every day. Like, that's a huge part of my self-care. It helps me be more creative, helps me be more settled. And most of all, reminds me why I do what I do. Mm. When I meditate, I keep going back. I'm like, it's not about the money. It's not about brand deals. It's not about this. It's about making an impact, right? So it helps me connect with that why. Another piece of self-care that's awesome for me is I love getting away with my wife. So we've been making sure that we take a weekend off every month 
and we disappear, nice. even if it's close by, That's yeah. awesome. right? Even if it's somewhere super close, we get away for the weekend. I switch off. I don't look at my phone for two days. I just get to be. That's awesome. Right? Have you have you spent uh, have you spent any time with Gary V? I have. Yeah, yeah, Gary's a good friend. So he so he's he's someone that that worries me as a burnout like potential. But you know he's big on self care. You just don't see, see it. it as yeah. much because yeah. he's always grinding. He I made mean, a ex- shift. Yeah, he made a oh, shift. He made a, he shift. Made a heavy okay. shift. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He made, sure. You see yeah. the difference in his pictures from a few years ago. Exercising is massive self care. Yeah, so, right. Just hitting the gym, and I'm not saying about looking a certain way. Right, you can still be, get your dad bod, right? You can yeah. still keep that. But just getting like, your blood. But just get yeah, your blood yeah, yeah, moving, yeah, yeah. like movement, exercise, huge. Like for me, that was a big thing. Like I was someone who focused on my mind for so long, but I realized my body wasn't catching up with my mind. So last year, I got a personal trainer. I got in the gym. Hasn't made any huge aesthetic changes, but I feel much better, better yeah. because I'm exercising every day. For me exercise uh i can do nothing all day but as yeah. long as i've exercised i will f- have felt accomplished absolutely which Paramount, is which yeah. is yeah. which is really really awesome we do we do self-care sundays too we, okay we just we kind of just kicked this off because we were doing we'll do seven days a lot of times it's six days but if something pops up on the seventh day we're working it right sure. and so now we're we're trying as a as a household to kind of be a little bit more mindful about these self-care sundays so i'll Go get a massage. I'll go yeah, sit I was outside say that. for massages 20, are great. Like any of that kind of stuff. And then furthermore, we all 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 three of us in this whole house works out every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the one thing besides trying new things that I talked about before that was paramount to my personal yeah. recovery was just working out. Either working yeah. out, riding a bike, running down the street, playing frisbee, anything, just get out and be active. Yeah. And then the second level, like that's the physical level. It's like getting your massage, eating right. That's a huge, huge. one. Yeah. Huge eating right exercising, all that kind of stuff. And then that's our step level is let's do a mental audit. What kind of thoughts am I letting into my head? What are the conversations? How do I speak to myself? Right? Like what are the conversations I have with myself? Are they negative? Are they positive? It's getting into that mental, emotional yeah. state. Like that's step yeah, up, I, step up. I, I never, think in order to really achieve that step, like what you do every month is getting away, unplugging. Yeah. I, it's I huge. think a big thing is ask yourself, when's the last time you unplugged for a whole 100%. day? percent. A whole one day, 24 yeah. hours. And I take a month off a year. We just went to, we spent the whole month of January. <laughs> this is, dude, that's a subliminal comment oh, to Logan okay. again about unplugging. Oh, right. Spencer I just, wants I just have to. thoughts on it. And oh, we've yeah. had this discussion. Yeah, we have. Spencer's like, yo. There's I, a lot of subliminal messages here. We're, oh, we're roommates. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. Always together. Yeah. We have lots of discussions. And Spencer, um, he's like, yo, I, I challenge you to put your phone down for a week. I'm, mm. And I've done that multiple times and every time i do it it's like wow that was incredibly easy and i'm extremely behind on work now and i've <laughs> fucked myself like bro i like i'm serious i got a phone when i was 18 um i followed like one person on t- i didn't give i still like honestly i don't really give a shit about social media i just like making stuff and so it's very easy for me to just be like ah all right i'm gonna go live my life but unfortunately my life revolves around the mobile yeah yeah. So I, I, I think my dude my well, mine thoughts, too yeah my, my thoughts on that are I, I agree with you and I agree with Spencer I think there's I think there's daily you should have daily times I don't think yeah. it's, it's healthy for anyone to take a week off like yeah I'll come back I'll have no job like the show everything will pl- like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not super healthy well but f- but four hours a day a day where you don't look at your phone you don't watch a well, screen think, you don't interact like you just talk to people why don't you, know? you fucking let Jay talk no, 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 man no, no, cool. I'm, 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 no, no, I'm, I'm with him I'm agreeing with yeah. you I'm agreeing with you I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going off of what you're saying that there's yeah. a way of making it super simple <laughs> just don't look at your phone first thing in the morning that simple. Oh no! Right, like do that. that. That's the biggest. In itself, one. will change everything because you're looking at your phone. Imagine you would never. I mean, 
you can tell me if you guys have ever done this, maybe. So maybe this won't apply, but we'll try. You would never let a hundred people into your bedroom the moment you wake up. Making sure you've never done that. I won't do it. Okay, I fine. Won't do All it. right, I'm just making sure. You would never <laughs> let a hundred people walk into your bedroom the moment you wake up. Why the hell would you let a hundred messages or more let into your mind the morning you wake up? Your, your mind is still trying to wake up just like your body. Your mind is still trying to wake up. And when you let all of that energy rush in, you literally are squashing your brain's ability to deal with pressure, deal with stress and everything. Or to so, set goals. Or to, set or to goals. do anything. Or to focus. Yeah, or to anything. focus or your attention, anything. And so my big advice is don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. Give it at least, I mean, like for me, I give it two hours. Give it at least half an hour. Give it an hour. Like just give your mind that time to get, like your mind's not a Ferrari, right? It's not going to get into naught to 60 in however many seconds. It needs time to warm up. So let that happen. The second thing is, I always, I made a rule, like generally try and don't use your phone in the kitchen in the bedroom because it's more fun to eat and sleep with people, right? So <laughs> remove, set zones in your home where you don't use technology, right? Just zones, just areas where you're like, okay, we don't use our phone in that space. And that really helps because it disconnects you. So I'm on social media all day too. I get it. It's part of my life too. But I know that in the evening before I'm going to bed and in the morning when I wake up, those are times, what you said, that I'm not looking at it. Those four hours a day, those three hours a day, those two hours a day, half an hour a day. The morning is the big one. Yeah, That's, I just keep hearing one. about it from every research scientist, every study, because like for me, and I, I know for him, and I, I would assume for you too, it's like this, eyes open, immediate. It's not Absolutely. like it's not like grab a water, it's not go take a piss, it's wake up, boom. You some, Most of the time, unfortunately, it's to shut off an alarm that's on your phone and that sucks because now you're already fucked because you have a thing in your hand. But like hot, so maybe you get an alarm clock. Danny, buy us alarm. all analog yeah. alarm clocks. The, the, the house. Real alarm clocks are going yeah. through the roof right now on Amazon. Because yeah. of these stuff. Because of this right? stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Wow. Yeah, Timex. I think that's the brand. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can, you can definitely self-discipline yourself too. Just like replace that with meditate. Just sit down and actually knock out your meditation right away. And then you're getting your day started. I agree, but I also think based on like what he was saying before, with like small steps, like we're, yeah. we are we are physically Exercise. and mentally trained to literally grab that phone and spend the first hour of our day laying in bed looking at shit that literally doesn't fucking matter to any of us. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's complete and utter bullshit. I yell at him all the time because he does this thing that I call consuming shit content. He goes by <laughs> elephant riding on a tank, a, a bird flying down the street, spitting on a swan. Like it's just <laughs> scrolling. And you're, his, I look in his eyes and it's just this dead stare in the phone i do it too we all do it man i do it too it. yeah but it's like how do you how do you not do that yeah or at I, least start and, that, and that's the big part i i remember when i first tried to develop this habit and it was in london i literally used to lock my phone and my laptop and all my technology in my car outside nice and then i got a real alarm clock and now i've trained myself to wake up without an alarm clock so i sleep the same amount of time every day no matter Whoa. what time i sleep and i wake up but the point you can do is have a real alarm clock it's a, it's a perfect change, right? It will change everything. It will change everything. Get a real alarm clock. Lock your phone away. Don't look at it. That's 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 great advice. <laughs> I am gonna uh, attempt to do that. What was that? It, it came off from here. It just hit me in the face. Technical difficulties. <laughs> All right, yo, let's end there. Buy a real alarm clock, kids, and don't use your phone in the morning. Jay Shetty's advice. <laughs> Thank you again, bro. Thank you, man. It was a pleasure, pleasure of course. meeting you. Yeah. yeah, all of you guys, man. You Thank too, you man. so much. Hit that really subscribe button. Impulsive Podcast, the number one podcast in the world. Take it easy, fam.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.